Hello and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast. In this podcast, we read a chapter of the Bible every weekday. God says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God is telling us we need His word to live and grow. In this podcast, you will be able to hear the word of God spoken to you while doing your daily tasks. And I won't just read like a robot. I will break down the chapters for you and talk about how we can apply God's word into our lives. With that, let's get right into it. So today we will be reading the second half of Matthew chapter 26. And this is the start of when Jesus was being arrested. And he is speaking to his disciples here. The little title of this first book is Just Sima. This is when Jesus was praying and talking to God and telling Peter and the two sons of Zebedee that were along with him that his soul is overwhelmed. Let's get right into it. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Jesima, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time saying the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. So that is Jesima. In this little book, in this chapter, Jesus was with his disciples in a place called Jesima. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he told them uh, that his soul is overwhelmed, filled with sorrow. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus is saying here, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, speaking on the situation that is about to happen to him, but because he said, yet not as I will, but as you will. So he's saying, your will will be done. And I see this as him essentially saying to him, yet not as I will, so he won't be able to do this alone, but you will speaking on God being able to do all this. 
So that's that's how I see that right there. Then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said, Could you not keep watch for one hour? He asked Peter, because he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And they went back and they were sleeping. So he said, Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So he said that pretty soon they are going to fall in temptation. But the spirit is willing. That is that is one of my favorite verses now that I saw that. Um, because our bodies fail us every day, every single day. And our bodies are so weak because we are born sinners and just naturally naturally awful people but with God we are able to do anything he's saying right there the spirit is willing to the disciples so if he's saying that to the disciples he's saying it to us essentially so we need to apply that and and actually resist temptation and turn our ways around and then God will honor that if we actually put in that effort of of not of not just following the ways of the world and and just being just being like Christ and actually actually following Jesus' teachings and respecting people and just following the laws. So we need to start doing that. Uh, and I'm not just speaking we like you guys, I'm speaking me myself. So, but it's just something to work on. Okay, here we go. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. So, he is saying, if it's not possible for this situation not to happen, may your will be done. So, just just go ahead. Let it happen. So, when he came back, He again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy, speaking of the disciples here. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned back to his disciples and said, Are you still resting? Look, the hour is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. So, here we go. Now we are reading about Jesus arrested. Here we go. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Friend, do what you came for. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting his ear off. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? 
But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowd, I am leading a rebellion, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Okay, a lot of stuff just happened there. So what just happened while Jesus was arrested? While he was just speaking to the twelve about how he's about to be betrayed. While he was still speaking, Judas pulled up with this crowd of people. And they had swords and mugs. And I'm just imagining on uh, the Simpsons movie uh, where he's in his house and then he looks out his window. And he thinks like the sun is rising, but it's just people with pitchforks and stuff and like little torches. So yeah, but there was a straight up mob that was coming after him. And so there was a whole little gang of people. And Jesus said, oh, sorry. Judas said to the people, the one that I kiss is the man who you need to arrest. Then he came up and said greetings to Jesus and kissed him on the cheek. Jesus knew what was going on the whole time. And he said, friend, do what you came for. And then all the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. Then with that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servants. Well, cut his ear off. I'm pretty sure it's Peter, but I'm not positive. I guess it doesn't say here. It just says one of his companions, so one of the twelve, I'm guessing. So I'm pretty sure that it's Peter, but I'm not positive. Uh, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but it's pretty cool, though. He just struck their ear off. I guess it's not cool, but I think it is a little bit. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said. He said, for whoever draws the sword, they will die by the sword. Because he said, do you think I cannot call my father and he will send the 12, 12 legions of angels? So Jesus said there that he could have 12 legions of angels come down and save him. I'm not really sure what 12 legions of angels would look like, but I'm sure that they'd be bad to the bone. So that's just pretty cool. Okay, but then he said, but how would the uh, scriptures be fulfilled? So then at that time, Jesus said to the crowd, I am leading a rebellion. Oh, am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Jesus was uh, just asking like a, not a rhetorical question. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he said to them, every day I was in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this is all taken place. To fulfill what the writings of the prophets, what they said. This is all coming into place. That's what he meant by the writings of the prophets will be fulfilled. So, then right after that, then all the disciples deserted him and fled. So, as Jesus was being arrested, he was saying all these things. And they had him in, in captivity. And he was saying these things. I'm sure he was very calm, very collective. 
and then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Now we are reading before the Sanhedrin. Okay, here we go. Those who have arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas. Those who had arrested Jesus took him took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Through many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The priest said to him, I charge you under the oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, in the future you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Okay, here's a little did you know, a little sidetrack here. Um, the Sanhedrin was the government council of the Jews. The Sanhedrin could make laws and put people in prison. The Romans, who ruled much of the world, let most of the nations they conquered govern themselves under Roman governor, under a Roman governor. Interesting. So that is uh, the. This is before the Sanhedrin. Very interesting here. So. Uh, <clears throat> let's continue the reading. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. And then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophecy to us, Christ, who hit you? Okay, so what just happened uh, in this little book of Before the Sanhedrin? So the people who arrested Jesus took him to uh, Caiaphas, the high priest, uh, where the teachers of the law and the elders had all assembled. And Peter was following them from a distance because he just wanted to see uh, what was going on. And he entered and sat down uh, with the guards to see the outcome. Peter did. The chief priests and the elders were looking for false evidence against Jesus, but they couldn't find any because he hasn't done anything wrong except for teach them the laws of life, I guess. And finally came forward this one guy, and he said that uh, Jesus said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. So, he was speaking there on uh, when he would destroy the temple and build it in three days. But he wasn't speaking of actually destroying the temple. He was speaking destroy it in a different type of way that would shake the whole temple itself, like the people around it and everything. 
and that is through him dying and him him coming back to life that would be him rebuilding the temple in three days so he never actually like went and got a bulldozer and drove through the temple he went and died on the cross and then came back to life and that is what destroyed the temple so okay here we go let's keep going so they were saying all these things to him and about him and then the chief priests uh, said are you not going to answer what is this testimony that these men bring against you then he said but Jesus was just silent the whole time and he said then the high priest said to him I charge you under the oath by the living God tell us if you are the Christ the son of God then Jesus said yes it is as you say he replied but I say to all of you in the future you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven so I bet they're shaking in their boots right now because Jesus just told them that in the future you will see the son of man at the right hand of the mighty one coming on the clouds of heaven so they definitely were very upset hearing that because these guys thought they knew everything and they just they were the top dogs but no that's not the case so then the high priest tore his clothes and said that he was speaking blasphemy and why do we need any more witnesses uh, look how you have heard this look now you have heard the blasphemy what do you think then they all said that he is worthy of death and they all spit in his face and struck him with their fists others slapped him and said prophecy to us Christ who hit you they were just being very rude to him so here we go let's keep going now it is Peter disowns Jesus this is where it gets interesting okay here we go now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him you also were with Jesus of in Galilee now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him you also were with Jesus of Galilee she said but he denied it before them all I don't know what you're talking about he said then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him and said to the people there this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth he denied it again with an oath I don't know the man after a little while those standing there went up to Peter and said surely you are one of them for your accent gives you away then he began to call down call down curses on himself and he swore to them I don't know the man immediately a rooster crowed then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken before the rooster crows you will disown me three times and he went outside and wept bitterly oh, this is sad okay so what just happened here so Peter was sitting outside the courtyard and a servant girl came up to him and said you were with Jesus right and then he denied it and he said I don't know what you're talking about and then uh, he went outside to the gateway where another girl was there and saw him 
and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. And the people probably just like looked over like, (gasps) and then he denied it again with an oath and said, I don't know the man. And then after a little while, he was standing, uh, those who were standing there went up to Peter. So all like the gang of people went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them for your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them. And he said, I don't know the man. And he he was definitely getting, I bet he was very worked up at this moment. And then immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken to him. And the words were, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. So I bet he was really down bad at that moment. Okay, that is all I have for you guys today. Uh, The takeaway of the day is going to be uh, we need to to start watching uh, our mouths. And if we are saying, uh, I'm just going to say it here because I'm sure you guys hear it all the time anyway. People, like, we cannot say, like, God damn it and Jesus Christ. Uh, We need to work on those. And... um, if you are saying that, uh, really, really don't say that because that's that's really disowning. Well, that's really not honoring God at all. And if your spouse is saying it, and you have that little thought in your head that man she shouldn't or he shouldn't be saying this, just tell him. Just be like, hey, could you stop saying that? And it just if people around you are saying it, could you just just bring it up to him? And just stand up for God and say, like, watch your mouth. But I don't really know if we're supposed to do that. Uh, if we, if that's, like, something we should do. But I'll look into it for you guys. But I'm speaking more of the side of ourselves. So I guess that's the takeaway for the day. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, have a nice day. Okay. God bless.